Welcome to Podcast Sisters. Two points of view, and you'll never know what Podcast Sisters, Laura and Lisa, are going to say. But one thing's for sure, you're going to meet singers, songwriters, entertainers, and hear about what's behind their music and more. We'd like to welcome today's guest, Jet Jurgensmeyer, the talented musician and actor, and he's going to be talking about his new release, Falling 2. And did I mention he's an actor? He's in shows everybody knows, such as the films The Little Rascals Save the Day, American Sniper, Ferdinand, television shows such as CSI, Grey's Anatomy, Austin and Alley, Hot in Cleveland, Blackish, The Ozarks, Last Man Standing, and Will and Grace. We are so pleased to welcome Jet Jurgensmeyer. We are so excited to have Jet in the house. I oh know. my gosh. Um, where do we begin? Well, first of all, welcome, Jet. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yes, this, it is. It's so exciting. Um, we were listening to your music and vibing to it earlier this afternoon, and um, I'm just so excited that you're here. I have questions for you. We also have some talking points, but I'll tell you what, Jet, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, you've been an actor since you were a child. You've been on so many shows, and then you got into writing music and singing music and playing guitar. Um, I love that you are like a trifecta, right? Like, <laughs> you, you Thank just, you. yeah, Movies, you're welcome. <laughs> TV, music. Oh my goodness. So, so talented. Yeah. I wanted to start out with, before I go anywhere, what was um, it like to, first of all, be in movies and television shows growing up? That's just something our audience would like to know. We have a lot of people out there in the industry and younger individuals as well. That, that's a great question. It's a great way to start it off as well. Um, so actually, I kind of just grew up in the entertainment industry. I, I, I always say when you're from Nashville, you're going to be involved in entertainment in some way, shape, or form, whether you're the person in front of the camera or the one behind the camera, the person on stage, or the person behind the soundboard. Uh, so I, I grew up on stage. Uh, my parents owned a bar here in Nashville called the Nashville Palace, uh, right across from Opryland. And I, I, I grew up on stage there. I started getting on stage when I was three, and I started singing and you know telling jokes and just entertaining people. Um, and we had uh, some friends that are basically like family with us, the Mandrell sisters, Barbara, Louise. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes, they're, they're, they're like they're legends. I call them that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are. So it was it was their mother, Mary, who said to my parents uh, that or recommended acting to my parents. And so when I was four, we met with uh, their friend who is an agent in town and is still my agent here in Nashville to this day, Mark Block. Oh, that's and cool. I started going on auditions, started going out to California about a year later when I was five. And here we are, quick math, 13, 14 years later, and still, still loving every second of it. That's terrific. That is amazing. And I love the fact that... Um, you know, you were there through it all, and you just call, you know, some famous people your aunts and your family. I think that's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I grew, I fell in love with uh, with entertainment. I, I started out when I was three on stage with Erlene at the palace. So she she really kind of helped me 
uh, become the entertainer that I that I've grown to be. And you know, you asked what it's like being being on stage or, or being in front of the camera, and it it's everything that I love about entertainment because I always say I love to make people smile. And sometimes, if you want to make them smile, you you got to make them cry first, whether that be through a very emotional scene or, or or through a very heartfelt song that you had the pleasure of being a writer on. But as long as it leads back to laughter and smiles and and, and reminiscing on the good times, then that, that that's what entertainment is about. Love that analogy. Yes, well said. So, Jet, what was your first real television? or commercial, or movie uh, that you did um, at that early age? That, that's a good one. Uh, let, me, let me think about that. Well, I was, in a, I was in an Alan Jackson music video when I was oh my gosh. four, I believe. I, I think I saw five. that on your website. Were you holding, like, uh, well, no, that was uh, John uh, Schneider, I think. You were, there's pictures of you with all yeah, kinds of celebrities yes. on your website. That's that's a good one too. I I did a movie with John. That was a lot of fun. It was called Lukewarm. Uh, but I was I was in an Alan Jackson music video. I played uh, I played little Alan Jackson in that one. Called, oh my gosh. It was called I Still Like Baloney. Some people might remember <laughs> that song and even yes. that music video. Oh yeah. And that's the most Alan Jackson title of a song I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> um, yes. And so I, I I started doing that when I was in Nashville. Uh, when I was four or five, I was in a. I was in a Lady A music video, and um, wow. then when, when I was when I was five, like I said, we started going to California. I started doing a lot of voiceover work for uh, for Disney and Nickelodeon, and and started started doing movies. wasn't wasn't much later that I did uh, the Little Rascals, which you mentioned as well. Oh, what a what a movie! That is terrific. And you played Spanky. I did. I did. That was. Very, very fun. Actually, a fun fact about filming that that movie was I had to wear a fat suit for that film because I was not chubby <laughs> enough to portray Spanky. So every day in the summer heat in Los Angeles, I had to slip into a fat suit so that I would oh, my. more so look the part of, of Spanky. Oh, my gosh. That is... Um... That is really something, though, to learn that at a young age. And speaking of your young career, because we're going to get into, you know, where you are currently, but I was wondering how your education played a part in your career. I know that you were such a busy child actor. Did you have a traditional schooling, or did you have homeschooling, or did your computer follow you, (laughs) and you got to learn wherever you landed? How did that go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was homeschooled, and... uh... What what's funny about that is most people, whenever I I tell them that, they always say, "Oh, because you were an actor," and really, my parents knew that they wanted to homeschool me before I even was old enough to talk. Yeah. Well, before well, I got into any of this, they knew that they wanted to homeschool me. And I uh, so we started that. doing that before it was even uh, before it was popular. <laughs> um, and so I, I was homeschooled my entire life until last month when I graduated. And then next month I, I start college, which is kind of kind of crazy. That is exciting. Is your college also going to be like on the road? Are you going into a brick and mortar? How's that going to look? <laughs> I, I am going to be actually going to school, which I'm going to Belmont University, which is in Nashville. Oh, that's um, but I... You, 
I'm very excited. But with my career being where at the stage where you, you travel quite a bit, I will most likely end up doing a good amount of my schooling from from the road, like I did for most of my uh, my my younger years growing yeah. up going to school. Well, that's very uh, big news that you're going on to college. Congratulations. And yeah, we wish you well. Thank you. Uh, so as far as your television career, I read in your bio that you worked with Tim Allen on Last Man Standing, and um, he was he, uh, you know, had played a, a role model in your life or being on that show um, for that time. Um, what was it like working with Tim Allen? Oh, my goodness. It was everything I hoped it would be. What I always say about Tim, what you see is what you, you really get with him. Mm-hmm. He is everything that you see on camera and so much more. He is one of the funniest people I've ever been around. Just naturally, naturally (laughs) funny in conversation and not like in the comedian way where he thinks he has to, you know, make a joke out of everything. He's just genuinely naturally funny. It's it's, uh, truly a gift that I think he has that it would take me many, many years to work on. (laughs) Um, But one of those, he's one of those people where he could be on on stage in front of people and he could be filming last man standing and playing his role and then walk backstage and just have the most genuine conversation with you and call you his friend which was one of the coolest things i have ever experienced was buzz lightyear calling me his friend yeah that was really cool. <laughs> uh, the first, actually the funny thing about that the first day on set he did the buzz voice where he said, I think he said, I think he might've even said to infinity and beyond. Oh, <laughs> and I was, I was behind everybody cause they were all rehearsing. And I just wanted to watch. I mean, it's my first day on set mm. and I run over to my parents. And I'm like, I just realized he's buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and they were like, well, you didn't know that. And I was, well, I, yes, I knew, but like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't hit me. And he just did the, I'm going to lose my mind. And so I oh, was that is great. fortunate enough to, I believe as a, as a birthday present, my first year on set, uh, on the show, he gave me a Buzz Lightyear picture signed to me from Tim. Aww. And that is something that I will treasure for the rest of my days. Because that is pretty cool. That yeah. is. I think that's wonderful. I'm going to talk about, uh, weren't you a voiceover once in a show? Didn't you do some voice? Oh, a lot of them, like, stutter. Because <laughs> I look over, and at the time, you know, he's towering over top of me, because I'm all of five foot one or whatever at the time. <laughs> and I'm looking up at this mountain of a man. I'm, I go, that's John Cena. <laughs> I oh. didn't realize he was right next to me. So I, I have done a lot of voiceover work. I love doing voiceover. Uh, it's just, it gives you, it gives you a chance to really expand your 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 what you're what you're used to as an actor because it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter how you dress if you're wearing a hat all that matters is the voices that you can do so being able to do accents being able to just have fun and be creative in in the booth is an experience that i wish everybody could have because it is just so much fun I agree, and I know the character comes through the voice, you know, along with Absolutely. the image that's going to be on the screen. That is amazing. So It really is cool. Actually, it's funny you mentioned the image. One thing that a lot of people don't know is 
typically whenever we're doing a show or a movie, they'll put a camera in the recording booth with us that's pointing at us. And it's just filming the entire time. And that way, the animators, if they're ever at at a break in the road where they're not sure how the character should be reacting to what they're saying, they can look at the video of us saying the line and see what motions we did, what facial expression we had, what our eyes were looking like, oh. and then they can kind of direct what the character is going to do based off of us. That's another so it the take. That's another interesting tidbit. Yeah, I, see, and I always wondered how they got that image or the cartoon or the uh, anime to look kind of like the person who was speaking, <laughs> yeah. but in an exactly. interesting it's way. Interesting. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, I'll tell you, your career has spanned well over a decade, decade and a half. And um, at some point, there was a little, either a nudge, a, a light bulb going off, or something happened where, and maybe it was your whole life, but you really turned a lot of your energy towards music, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I def- It was always there because it's what I really started doing first I I fell in love with music before I could really even (laughs) process words I would just walk around with a broken microphone and (laughs) I was singing my heart out into it and so that really started coming more so back into my life when I was around 10 Uh, my parents you know bought me a bought me a newer guitar a little tailor and I started really working on learning how to play and and learning songs, you know, learning, I think the first song that I learned on guitar, there were two, I learned Wagon Wheel, which is a classic, everybody mm-hmm, knows Wagon mm-hmm, Wheel, yep. mm-hmm. and then I learned, I learned You Are My Sunshine, because that Aww. is something that I grew up with my mom singing to me, yeah. Oh, yeah. so I learned those two songs, and I, I fell in love with just, just singing, and I, I kind of fell back into what I loved when I was little was entertainment, and being on stage, and being in front of people, so I started I started writing songs about a year or so later and you know we we did the we did the first album and I was a writer on one of those songs which was the last song in the album called Say Goodbye I wrote that with my best friend in the whole world Olivia McKenna Okay and oh, nice. once that album came out I I made it I made a goal and I I set a goal for my to myself and I told everyone that was within my circle around me my parents my producer and I, I said, from here on out, I want to write all of my music. And that's exactly what I've done. That's true. Every song on the last album, I wrote with my co-writers. The, my new single, Falling Two, I wrote with my co-writers. All the songs that we already have done for the next album and the songs that we're about to go into the studio and record more, which I'm very excited to talk about, uh, all of them I've written. And it, I really think... What I have to credit, it's going to sound crazy, but I, I think COVID really gave me a chance to focus on that because when COVID happened, a lot of acting just stopped. Last Man Standing stopped, live action stuff stopped. The only thing that really kept going because we could do it from home uh, was voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So I did voiceover work from home. But other than that, I, you know, sitting there, you're twiddling your thumbs. Nobody's allowed to go anywhere. Uh, I was fortunate enough that we were at our house in Missouri where we kind of live in the middle of nowhere so I was able to go to the farm and see my family but you can only do that for so many hours in a day so what are you going to do well you're going to write songs and you're going to meet new meet new co-writers over zoom and that's really where I wrote the majority of the songs that were on my last album well you have a very strong work ethic that is for sure and very talented and 
if you could just let our audience know you how many albums do you have out so far and the names so right now we have two uh the first one is just a a, a self-titled album jet durian's Meyer. i believe we released it i want to say in 2018 which is absolutely absurd to think about how fast time flies is that just me or does time just fly right by? oh yeah definitely <laughs> It's kind of crazy, especially the last couple of years. They all get muddled together. And then um, my my, la- my latest album, which we released uh, almost a year ago in a month, a year ago and some change, uh, is called Phase One Discover. And that one I'm very proud of. You can kind of hear the progression of my songs, what I was going through, what my co-writers were going through. And I think that's what's beautiful about writing all of my own music is you hear stories that are either something that I personally am going through or have gone through, or one of my co-writers who I wrote the song with is going through or has gone through, which I think makes the song so real and raw and, and, and relatable for the listener, Yes, which is why I can't wait for people to hear the next album. Yes, and I, we want our audience to stay tuned because we are going to be f- playing falling to at the end to close the show so that's going to be a real treat um as far as your music videos talk about your music videos um you know what you're working on or what you have worked on i did get a chance to and i know laura did it as well um to look and and uh there was one video talking to god was um yes ma'am was it was really touching I, i i I have to say, you you did a marvelous job, and I really encourage everyone to check out that video, Talking to God, by Judd Jurgensmeyer. Well, thank you so much. Uh, So all of my music videos uh, have been filmed by the same two guys, the Riker Brothers. Uh, We've worked with them for years before they even got into doing videography. They were just doing photography, and they were doing pictures. And then when they got into videography, we started doing music videos. And we've worked together for so many years. They're so creative. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, that you brought up Talk to God because that song not only is a song that I, I feel like everybody hopefully can relate to because everybody at some point in their life has always felt like they're alone, like they have no one to talk to. But mm-hmm. God's always there and he's always willing to talk to us. Love and that was really important for me and my two co-writers, Olivia McKenna and Erica Latza. This song kind of, it kind of wrote itself. It was, to this day, one of the quickest songs the three of us have ever written together. And it's because I don't don't think we were the ones that were writing it. We were simply the ones that were putting the ink on the paper. Oh, that's... And the the, the video, I'm very... Yes, ma'am. I I mean, the video is another one of those things where, yes, we were the ones that filmed it, but somebody else put that location in our path and somebody else actually set up just the amazing scenery that was around it that could not have been a better place to film that video and it could not there could not have been a better place to tell the story that talk to god tells yes I, absolutely I we both that. agree because uh, yes, we both I love were watching video. it at different times absolutely i like i'm that. so glad and actually i'm very excited because my new single which y'all are going to play which i'm very excited for everyone to hear uh falling too the video we just about four days ago got back the final version of it and so we're going to be releasing that very soon as well so that's going to be really really cool when everybody gets to see 
that video because I think it perfectly encapsulates the story of falling too. Yes. How about your live performances? What was it like at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) The Bluebird. Wow. That is an experience that is the top of all the experiences. Oh, I bet. Uh, I, yeah, as we've talked about, I've been on stage my whole life, really. And I don't typically get nervous or get, get clammy or worried. <laughs> I don't know, what, if I, what if I forget the song? I'm typically pretty good if I do get any of those butterflies. They're gone after the first song, maybe the second one, after I talk to the crowd a little bit. But I'm, I, I was standing in the Bluebird the first time I go to play there. I'm standing right in front of where we're going to be playing. And my co-writer, Erica Latza, she was there. She was sitting right next to me, and she goes, are you okay? Oh. And I looked at her, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I feel weird. And she goes, yeah, you're nervous. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was a very brutally honest truth because it was, it was a slap in the face getting asked to be Getting asked to be a part of a round at the Bluebird is something that I cannot thank David Seeger and J.P. Williams enough. They both have asked me to play there. Uh, I, I got to play there again about a, about six months after the first time I played there, which was last year. And then, um, and then actually, actually, wow, that's even crazier. It was actually the end of 2021. It was November yeah. of 2021. And uh, I actually get to play there again. Next month, my co-writer David Seeger asked me to play in another round, and that is just surreal because I'm always the person in the room where after I walk out of a write, I'm like, did I contribute enough? Like, I know I was throwing out ideas, but were they good enough? Like, what? I feel like my co-writers are going to be like, oh, we're never writing with this kid again. But then David and JP give me the chance to, to play the Bluebird with them, and I'm like, wow, okay, I guess I made a... I guess I made an all right impression. Oh, yeah. uh, The first time I ever actually even got to play the Bluebird, David had never done a round with me before. We had only ever written over Zoom uh, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get a text from David asking if I can play a round with the Bluebird. And I was like, you've never heard me perform live. Are you sure about this? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so uh, that was a pretty, pretty interesting Interesting time and interesting feelings. I got the first, second, and I know I'm going to get those same feelings the third time I get to play there. I'll tell you, you know, that is a testament to your talent because the Bluebird is a huge staple in the industry, especially in that town. And so that is wonderful. I love the fact that you are so talented. And in my eyes, you're very young and you have such a great career already. Um, And I say uh, you're young because I have a child your age so I could say that um but they're also (laughs) humbled I mean you're very humbled you I love the fact that uh you know you don't uh ride on your own coattails you really appreciate feedback from others and the people who surround you and that is a really good uh talent right there I heard that um you've also reached out and worked with Ryan Seacrest Foundation and raised some money there which is very outstanding. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, so the, for those of you that don't know, the, the Ryan Seacrest Foundation puts 
essentially radio stations inside of children's hospitals across the country. And what they do is they then, they, they broadcast what is happening inside the studio to all of the rooms in the hospital. And if there are adjacent buildings that, that, that the children are in, they broadcast to those rooms, whether it be across the street or next door, wherever it might be, they broadcast to those rooms. And they have anybody from Taylor Swift to Ed Sheeran to, to me come in there. And it might be play games with the kids, perform for the kids, whatever, answer questions, just hang out for as long as they're willing to have us. I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the organization and putting, once again, putting smiles on people's faces. Only this time it isn't just people. It's kids that are in a hospital for various reasons. Right. And so I, I did a fundraiser for them a few years ago, and we raised over $15,000, which was absolutely mind-blowing. I've never seen, and I can't thank my family and my friends who donated and helped me promote that fundraiser. Uh, getting to work with Meredith Seacrest, Ryan's sister, who runs the organization, getting to work with her. She is absolutely amazing. Everybody that I have worked with at all of the studios across the country have been absolutely fantastic. I think we are up to 10 or 11 studios across the country. Wow. And I believe I, I believe I have visited, including virtual visits because COVID, uh, I think I've been to all of them. And that, that was a really cool uh, Thing to kind of check off because I was one of the few people to be able to kind of have that check mark, which was very, very cool to get to just try to impact as many as many kids across the country as possible. Another testament to you. That is amazing. I will say while you were talking, I got the goosebumps and the hairs on my arms went up. It was like so <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great organization, great foundation. And um, just personally, I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Well, Thank you. I'm 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 glad that it had that that you had that reaction because you know that that I think a lot of us a lot of people don't think about you know there's there's kids in this country that are that are sick and they need they need something to help take their mind off of what they're going through for even if it's just 5 minutes. So being able to go and and try to do that is absolutely just yes. Just so so incredible. Yes, that is. Thank you for that. We are so excited that you're here today and that you gave us the time, this 30 minutes with us. I can go on and on and on, but I'm going to give you the opportunity before we play your, um, your song at the end, just to um, maybe speak up about what your future projects are. What do you, what would you like to promote right now? Because Falling 2 is coming um, and we're going to be playing that. What websites, what's your, you know, where could our listeners and your listeners find you? Absolutely. Uh, well, all of my, all of my music, my social media, and my website, it's all under my name, Jet Jurgensmeyer, Jet with one T, like a plane. It's a fun <laughs> way to remember it. There you go. And if you just type in J-U-R for my last name, I will pop up because I'm not going to force everybody to try to spell out the 12 <laughs> letters of my last name. J-E-T-J-U-R, I will pop up. Um, my last album, like I said, it's out. My new single, Falling 2, which everyone's about to hear. Yes. Again, thank you for playing it. Uh, it just came out. The music video will be coming out very, very soon. I am so excited for that. You can go follow my, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, uh, TikTok, for all the kids out there. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys can go follow all of those. 
and that I'll be updating about the music video, about the next songs I plan to release, and then the next album, which is absurd to think about, but the next album. So uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. We'll, we'll, I will definitely have to come back because I feel like we could talk for Oh, oh yeah, we'll hours. be back again, oh, I yes. promise. <laughs> and we're watching you. We're checking out your Instagram and your website, and we really appreciate it. We're going to close the show. and um, I can't say yeah, enough thank yous, but okay. Falling 2, everyone, coming your way. Please look it up, and here we go. We're going to listen. I speak my mind I'll get caught up in all the detailed lines Say something wrong even though it feels so right mm, I'm falling for you Every day feels like I've got something to prove Sometimes even a king can be a fool What can I do? Because you got me tangled up in tongue-tied, baby You got your hand in mine making me go crazy I'm not ready to say it, maybe You don't feel the same, but if you do Then tell me you're falling too I've been here before But this time it's something that I can't ignore Every time you leave, you leave me wanting more And more and more and more Cause you got me tangled up in tongue-tied, baby You got your hand in mine making me go crazy I'm not ready to say it, maybe You don't feel the same, but if you do up and tongue-tied, baby, you got your hand in mine making me go crazy. I'm not ready to say it, maybe you don't feel the same, but if you do, because you got me tangled up and tongue-tied, baby, you got your hand in mine making me go crazy. Now I'm ready to say it, maybe you don't feel the same, but if you Tell me you're falling too We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for tuning in to Podcast Sisters. Hey, let us know what you want to hear about. Do you have any questions? Or do you just want to give us your opinion and feedback? It's real simple. Email us at podcastsisters at gmail.com. We spell sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S. Thanks. See you next week. Bye. It's a wrap. I hope it